Welcome to the Experience Talks podcast. This is our very first episode of the podcast, so I'm so excited. This is a podcast that is brought to you by the Carl Experience team. And uh, I'm the host for today. My name's Jamie Young. I'm an educator with the Carl Experience team. Alongside me as my silent partner is producer Alberta, here helping me with the technology and all the things behind the scenes. Uh, our podcast, our goal overall, is to really just talk about content and, and highlight uh, topics related to patient and member experience and also the Carl culture, highlighting different aspects of the culture. And throughout 2022, we've been talking about our refreshed values. We've been highlighting different ones uh, each, every other month. And the month of April, we are highlighting the value of integrity. And we're doing a variety of things to do that. We're, we're doing a podcast, of course. We're doing articles on Click, many things to just talk about how our organization demonstrates integrity. So that brings us to the very first guest ever who I'm with today for our podcast, Brenda Downen. Uh, let me introduce Brenda. She uh, came highly recommended to us to do the podcast, but Brenda is the Director of Imaging Services for the West Region. So I'm here with her at Broman. She has served in a variety of imaging roles at Broman and Eureka for the past 32 years. She serves as a member of the Pastoral Advisory Group and the Heartland Community College Radiology Program Advisory Board. And a fun fact about Brenda that Brenda shared with me, Brenda is a graduate of the McDonald's Hamburger University. She also enjoys building and woodworking, you described as your therapy. So we will talk about integrity today, lots of things to talk about, but I just kind of want to know, you know, do you, did you take these skills you learned in Hamburger University, do you apply them now on the job? Yeah. So um, my first job, well, my first job was uh, detasseling, so I don't know that we'll talk much about that today, <laughs> um, but uh, was at McDonald's, and I worked there for about eight and a half years. Um, I was a, uh, by the time I left, I was a store manager, and so um, one of the opportunities there is to go to Hamburger University and really learn about um, how McDonald's drives out variation. Um, and the specifics about how they uh, make sure that a Big Mac at one store in Hong Kong is the same as it is here, um, as well as um, an opportunity to do some leadership classes at, at the university. So I have a little ring. It's got a little cow on it. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun, and it was a really a, a good part of my life. I, I liked McDonald's very much. Although I decided at some point that fast food was, it was just too demanding. So yeah. I thought I'd get into healthcare and I, I probably, Cause, cause not I probably should have uh, rethought that thing. But anyway, <laughs> that's where we are. Yeah. Healthcare. Yeah. Definitely demanding as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I've never, I've heard of the Hamburger University, but I don't think I've met anyone who's a graduate of there. So that's, yeah. that's really interesting and cool. And I imagine um, there are many lessons that you learned there that you apply to the work you do now in terms of consistency and, mm -hmm. and all, definitely customer service. I mean, mm -hmm. dealing with people and their food is uh, is challenging. And so I know mm -hmm. that from what I've heard about you, you do a tremendous job of working with your team and with patients as well. So I'm sure the, some of those lessons from Hamburger University mm -hmm. translated over to what you do now. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Well, like I mentioned, uh, producer Alberta 
recommended you as we were thinking about who we'd have our as our first guest for the podcast your name immediately rose to the surface Sarah Alberta is our service recovery specialist and I know she works with you quite a bit and I'm just going to share some of the things she said about you as to why she thought you would be a great great guest she said a lot of things but I just picked out a few things she said that you strive to turn wrongs into rights which I thought was uh, obviously a good thing, but a very interesting way to put it and really aligned with the whole idea of integrity, Uh, that you're team-oriented, that you provide coaching and kudos whenever team members are recognized by patients, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure team members really appreciate hearing the positive things. Uh, You have a welcoming spirit, and you are open to feedback, and you take ownership of the patient experience. So... Well, I'm not sure I deserve all of those <laughs> accolades, um, but I sure appreciate them. Um, I uh, get a lot of support from from um, Alberta, um, and yeah, there there have been a couple times where she, you know she made me think about what I was saying, and and uh, I think we we work together very well, and um, all of the accolades really are deserved by my team. They do a, a great job every day in, in, in some very difficult circumstances. So um, I'm very proud of what they do. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like um, you do a great job of uh, supporting them and, and of having a positive culture, too. So um, like I said, one of the first things she said is that you strive to turn wrongs into rights. Mm-hmm. And I think that is is really the, the core of what it means to have integrity. Like if we look at the Carl Health definition of it, a big part of that is striving to always do the right thing, mm-hmm. which is a pretty tough bar to meet. But when you think about the work we do in healthcare, it is it's absolutely essential. So I guess my first question to you is, um, what is integrity or striving to do the right thing? What's that look like in your department? I think that the best definition of, of that is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Um, and although we're not here or um, with our team all the time, it's our obligation to build processes and policies that make it easy to do the right thing. Um, if you make it difficult to do the right thing, the right thing won't happen. So in that regard, um, our team helps us um, build policies and procedures to make sure that they actually work for the people on the front line, and that really helps us do the right thing um, more often than not. The one thing I will say is we can't think of every situation that's going to occur. And, um, we also encourage our team to use critical thinking. Um, and really the, um, the best way for uh, me to describe that is if you have a policy, um, that says the patient has to undress before they come for this exam, um, and then you have an autistic child that you're gonna really upset by doing that. Um, sometimes you have to think about what's best for the patient that's in front of you. Sure. And our team does a good job with that and we, we really encourage them to do what's right and then if there is a policy or procedure that's in the way to let us know that. Yeah, yeah, I, I like what you said there. Two things stand out to me. One, making it easy to do the right thing. Because mm-hmm. I know that I mean, especially like when you said when no one's looking, it's easy to kind of sweep things under the rug and not call out things that are wrong or or mistakes that are made. So I like what you said there, making it easy to do the right thing. And then I also like what you said about making sure your staff are involved with 
making it <laughs> easier to do the right thing. Um, can can you think about, or, or maybe can you think about an example? And obviously, we don't we don't want specifics or anything, but where um, someone did speak up when something didn't seem right, and someone felt comfortable doing that. Could be you, could be one of your team members. Sure. So we had a team member that was um, assisting during a, a procedure, um, and um, they became concerned about the care that was being provided by the physician. Um, and um, they were the only one in the room with the physician. So um, I think they had to go back and forth whether they wanted to talk about this because it would be very clear what who the source of the information was. Sure. Yet they did come forward and, and share that information um, so that we could do some coaching um, with the physician. And I thought that was, that was uh, incredibly brave. Yeah, that is brave because... That's the perfect example of no one would have known had this person not said anything. And I imagine it had to be very intimidating mm -hmm. to do that. So why do you think she felt comfortable doing that? Um, well, I hope that um, the culture that we have built um, around just culture um, made her feel comfortable enough to do that, um, that we would protect, you know, we would protect our team from any... Um, backlash from something like that um, and um, so I hope that they I hope that they all feel that way yeah yeah I, I mean that that's a very an example of a very very courageous thing to do so um, kudos to you for creating environment where people feel safe to do that because I think too it's it's seeing people speak up and seeing that it's okay and mm -hmm. it's safe and um, you know with the top goal in mind being to make sure that patients are, are safe and taken care right. of. Right. Great. Um, so can you think of maybe a time when you personally had to speak up because something didn't mm -hmm. seem right? Yeah. Um, so early in my career, really early, um, we had a HR uh, director who um, I don't know if others found intimidating, but I did. Um, I, and I, I can't even tell you why, because she never did anything to make me feel intimidated. But she was just, uh, you know, you'd go to her office and there'd be pictures on the wall of her shaking hands with presidents. And I mean, she had a very vast background and I was just kind of like, I don't know about this. Not intimidating at all. No, not at all. And uh, one day she did a presentation and something in the presentation um, offended me personally. Okay. And um, I was like thinking, how do I address this? And I um, got the courage up to go down and or to make a time to meet with her and talk to her about um, how I felt. And really all that intimidation melted away when she thanked me for bringing that perspective forward. She had not thought about it. And um, it really allowed me to know that it's okay in a professional way to share concerns um, and that um, it's important to know or to at least give people the benefit of the doubt that they don't mean any harm by what they're saying. It just is a different perspective. So Sounds like that was a, an important lesson for you. Yes. Yeah. I learned that I could speak up safely. I also learned how to be gracious when somebody comes to me with a suggestion or something that, that's 
um, that bothers bothers them. So, yeah. so you learned how to do it, but then it sounds like too she was kind of a role model. Yes. For you, I mean, just having the courage to speak up is one part of it, but also too knowing what to say is mm-hmm. hard. Um, do you find yourself coaching team members about how to have difficult conversations, whether it's with one another or with someone that is mm-hmm. you know, maybe in a position of power or, 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 or just giving feedback in general? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I am very deliberate when it comes to um, critical conversations. Um, I was just um, talking with someone just this week and saying one of the things that I do is I always take notes about what I want to convey because the conversation goes can go so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And um, really, I don't know that that's my, my best um, attribute, but... Having I, the conversations? Yeah, but I do go in with a caring attitude and trying to understand uh, why these things happen. and. Also knowing that I don't know everything that's going on in, in my team members' lives at that time. And, you know, just giving them credit and the grace to know that sometimes um, things are difficult outside of here that, that um, you know, affect our work at times. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, people are not just work people. Mm-hmm. They have personal life. We all have stuff going on. Yeah. Definitely. Um, well, good. Well, good. Well, Part of Carl's definition of integrity, you know, it's doing the right thing, it's speaking up when something seems off, it's avoiding acts of omission, but it's also acknowledging and recognizing the contributions of other people, whether that's coworkers, whether that's people in other departments. Um, and I have heard that you do a great job of that, of recognizing team members, highlighting their accomplishments. Um, how, how do you do that? What, what advice would you give someone for how to, how to acknowledge and recognize people on their team? Yeah, so um, the first thing I would say is I find people appreciate more than anything else is really a heartfelt thank you. And if we can do that in a public setting um, when possible, when, when, it's, when it really makes sense, um, I think that's um, really rewarding to people. Um, I like to follow something like that up with a personal note to the house, but I also want to look someone in the eye when I say thank you. Um, And uh, we also try to share, um, we we get a lot of uh, positive feedback from um, work done by other departments in our survey. Oh, okay. Um, And so we uh, make sure to share that um, with, with the people who received it, as well as the departments. Uh, and um, they they really appreciate that because some of the departments don't see a lot of um, comments. Um, valet for uh, we get a lot of positive comments for them, but they may not always know that. So I think it really goes to the core of making sure that everybody knows that this organization is dependent on every single job role to care for our patients. It all goes back to that bedside and. I, I want my team to know how important the work they do is. I mean, I can recall the exact moment when I realized that this was more than a job and um, what impact we could have, positive or negative, on our patients in a very short event. And uh, I hope to help my team see that as well. 
If you don't mind me asking, do you you said you recall the moment when you realized this was more than a job. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So um, <clears throat> in 2001, um, my niece uh, was 13 years old. Her name was Megan. Uh, Megan's picture is right up there. Um, so Megan uh, was diagnosed with a, a malignant brain tumor. <clears throat> so um, that day, my sister called me and said, you know, we're getting a CT. So I went over there. We started getting news and, and uh, about what was going on. And uh, Megan was back in MR and the MRI tech came out and she said, you know, and obviously we were upset. We were, you know, distraught. And she said, you know, I, I can't even begin to tell you, or I can't even begin to, to understand what you're feeling right now. But what I do know is that um, she really needs you right now and she needs your strength. So I'm going to stay with her for a little while and um, give you guys some time to, to um, you know, re regain your composure. She um, held Megan. She prayed with Megan. And uh, I realized in that experience that just being good at what I do was not enough. Mm. And that we really do have the ability to impact lives, even though we have very short times with our patients. So um, that really changed, that experience changed me in many ways, um, but it certainly did from my perspective of what I do and how I do it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that sounds like a very powerful, difficult experience. Um, I, I like what you said there, too. It's not enough to be good at your job. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard that as we've been talking, the examples that you've shared. It's not enough to just to come in and do your job. And I think that gets to the heart of integrity. Anybody can come in and just do what they're supposed to do, mm -hmm. but it's much more than that. So I thank you for sharing that with me. It sounds like that really was a powerful experience that shaped you. For sure. Yeah. So coming back a little bit to acknowledging contributions, um, so it sounds like you, you do a great job of doing that with your team members, but also other departments, which I think is great because I think we could all do more of that. Mm -hmm. um, how do you create the kind of culture in your department where people recognize one another mm -hmm. and, and have the, that they prioritize that, I guess I would say? Sure. So um, we do some really good teamwork here. We have some small work groups, and sometimes there's only one person in a department, um, so they have to lean on the departments next to them to um, assist them. And when we hear about those things, um, we either hear about them in two ways. Either someone's telling us about them, and we'll encourage them to, hey, you know, why don't you put in a way to be? That They would really appreciate that. Or we hear about it through a way to be. We have a bulletin board back here that's just covered with them. Um, so. Um, we, we encourage them to um, really recognize the contributions of the people around them that they rely on, and um, they do a really, really good job of that. How do you think that impacts the team to have that culture and, and that whole vibe? I think it's very impactful. Um, we, we, talk, we do talk about the way-to-bees and um, our gold stars and birthdays and anniversaries every at, at our check-in huddles every day they're really about safety but we've expanded them nice um and after one of the check-ins last week i went over into the ultrasound department one of the girls said how do i get a way to be and i'm like well <laughs> you do something you. nice sometime and we'll get you one and she's like <laughs> oh okay yeah but they they do um they they crave them yeah. um they they 
really enjoy the comments we send out every week. We send all the NRC comments out. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now, we will pull back any that are negative and kind of are, are really point at who it might be. Sure. Um, because those are private conversations. But they they really try to get their names called out in that monthly or that weekly um, email. So um, they're a little competitive, and I like that about them. And I, I don't have them in here. They might be next door, but we have, as part of the advocate system, we have two big trophies um, that we got for um, patient engagement. So um, we're very proud of those. I think that they both belong to um, the Women's Center because they do just stellar work. Um, but, yeah, they're very proud of them. That's awesome. I like I like that. How do I get away to be? What do I need to do? But that's good. That's the kind of thing you want. You want people... How do I get recognized? Or in other words, what do I do mm-hmm. that is above and beyond or creates a good experience? Well, I'm watching for a uh, something that I can send her one. And I, I mean, she does a <laughs> lot waiting. of good job. She does a lot of good work. I just don't always see it all. And I want it to be genuine. So sure. she'll get one here before long. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point, too, because, it, you know, anybody can go say, good job. But mm-hmm. it, I like that it's specific. Like, I want to be able, it sounds like you want to be able to cite specifically mm-hmm. what, what she did. Yeah. So. Well, great. Well, thank you for sharing with us with that. I mean, it sounds like you really um, are intentional about creating a culture where people can speak up when something mm-hmm. seems off, where people do the right thing when no one's watching, and then where people recognize one another, other departments, things like that, which is incredible. So thank you for doing that. It sounds like uh, producer Alberta was correct <laughs> in that you are an excellent role model for integrity. So I thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that. My team makes it easy to do those things. Uh, my managers, Lori and Beth, um, they are, um, they make the environment fun. Yeah. Um, we like to giggle a lot. Um, and we tried to play April's Fool's joke on the team, but it didn't go over very well. But, um, you know, <laughs> we're going to say that for another podcast. When it's appropriate, lightens um, the group, it creates um, bonding and relationships um, that, are, that are lasting. And um, I give them a ton of credit for all of this. Awesome. Well, I have some questions here that mm-hmm. have absolutely nothing to do with integrity, mm-hmm. are just for fun. And actually, you gave me a great transition talking about having fun and giggles and all mm-hmm. those things, which I think is like the, one of the most important things in life, but mm-hmm. at work. Maybe not the most important, but it's awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to give you just some random questions and just, you can just answer them. I don't need an explanation. We'll just kind of go quickly through sure. those. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Cake or pie? Cake. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, sunset. You don't have to get up early. (laughs) (laughs) Future or past time travel? Mm, Definitely past. Getting up early or sleeping in? Early. Favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. See, it's around lunchtime now. I'm hungry. Now my (laughs) stomach is growling. (laughs) We've had some of that in here. Uh, favorite work-appropriate drink? Oh, uh, Diet Coke. Okay, same, same. Um, and then finally, what's for dinner tonight? Um, tonight is oh, um, chickpea fritters. I may have to walk out with the recipe for that. That sounds really good. Really good. Is it? Yeah. You put, like, um, pickled raisins on it, some little bit of rice, and... But they're they're like a you know like a patty like a salmon patty or whatever but they're made with kind of like a big 
wow. Like falafel type thing? Yes, like a big falafel. They're really good. Nice. I'm going to guess you did not learn about this at Hamburger University. I did not. (laughs) Actually, they may have that there now, though. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love to cook, so I'm, um, I don't know, I, I look for different things. Right. Well, thank you so much for being our first podcast guest, for being so open, for being so genuine, and for, again, all the great things you do to demonstrate integrity and all the great things you do for Carl. So thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you.